This is Beth Bruno, and you're listening to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast. If you're looking for the voices of strong women with tender hearts who are engaging issues that impact us all, but especially young women, this new series is for you. When COVID started, I paused the podcast and started a monthly membership community for women raising tween and teen girls. Each month we entered into our own stories and our daughter's glory through a relevant topic teen space. I interviewed experts and released them in this private group, and now you get to hear them too. Stay tuned for a lineup of wise thought leaders. I can't wait. Well, I'm so excited to talk with you this morning, Becky, um, and to bring you to this community because I have been impacted by your voice and your leadership um, in as a spiritual director. And so I, I'm just glad to have you with us. Um, let me tell my audience a little bit about who you are. You are currently with us at Restoration Counseling as both a um, licensed professional counselor candidate, as well as a spiritual director. And prior to that, a, a business owner for, I want to say 10 years. Is that right? Fourteen, actually. Fourteen years. Sorry. Yes. (laughs) Um, A wedding photography business, Mm -hmm. and um, just recently, kind of finally closed the doors on that season. Um, You've been an aspiring writer, and we first actually met inside of a writing community. Mm -hmm. And so you, like me, (laughs) have worn many hats. Mm -hmm. And when it came to our topic for this month. finding identity and purpose in a cluttered world, you came to mind. And I can't wait to hear some of your experience, but also some of your wisdom um, around this topic, both for the women who are listening, but also on behalf of the young women that they are mothering. I just think this will be a valuable conversation. So welcome, Becky. Thank you. It's so good to be with you. (laughs) Yes. So I don't want I know you've already thought a little bit about this and I don't want to lead you in a direction that doesn't feel natural, um, mm-hmm. even though I've got some questions on my, on my mind, but where, where did you first land um, when I threw this topic out to you? Like, what were some of your first thoughts for you personally around that? Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that came to mind for me was um, how other people are always involved in the formation of our identity, that it's not something we do alone. Um, And so who are those people? Who are those voices? What are they saying? Um, I think that's where my mind first went was thinking about like, yeah, the way that that is formed and who it's formed by and with. Hmm. That is, that's so true. I mean, when I I first think of the cluttered world and feeling it so noisy and it's Mm so um, depending, no matter where we are, what age we're we're in, um, it's a noisy and cluttered world right now to feel like we have a strong enough sense of who we are in it. But you're right. Like that's, that's the other side of the coin 
is that how are those loud voices shaping our identity? Mm -hmm. And some of those voices are profoundly good and we need those voices in our life um, to speak into us and how we are growing and who are, who we're becoming. And then some of those voices are almost intrusive and um, the the clutter, the noise, the like cacophony of um, the world around us. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be able to discern like, what are the voices that we need? And what are the voices um, that, that might even be harmful? to our identity formation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you personally, like I said, you built a business and I know enough of the world of photography to know that it is um, a very saturated market. And so to stand out, to find a niche that would, you know, get you clients and fill the docket and pay the bills mm-hmm. I'm sure you wrestled with some of this Um, and as a writer as well, I would love for you to speak to that, like your experience in this journey personally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, when I first started as uh, a photographer and decided to to build a business myself, um, that was done just on my own wild streak of intuition that this is something I think I should do. Um, but I found very quickly once I got into it, um, the strong temptation to, to look all around and to see what are other people doing and what do their websites look like and how do they edit their photos and how do they present themselves to the world and how can I be like them? Because they seem successful. And so I think there was a season there where comparison informed my identity as a photographer, not in a great way. Um, And it wasn't until I got probably maybe three or four years in that I began to realize um, that really like no one can be me. No one sees the world like me. No one has my personality. No one has the skills that I have. And there might be a talented photographer to my left and to my right, but they're not who I am and I'm not who they are. And I felt uh, just a really strong call to step into myself as an artist and as a business owner. And that's when things really took off, when I was able to kind of Um, just align with myself confidently that I have what it takes and I don't need to be somebody else. Um, That's when I think um, I really stepped into like the niche that I loved. I got to work with clients that worked really well with me. We just jived really well. Um, So there was something about kind of coming into myself a little bit more um, that I think really helped. Mm. I think that is a journey that, you know, that like, I think about what you, what you said and how that parallels to just infants and toddlers learning, they mimic, they spend the first however many years, right. Mimicking everything. Mm -hmm. And so we teach, you know, that's, that's the way we learn is you mimic, you copy, but eventually you discover your own words, your own voice, your own mannerisms. It's, I mean, that's the journey that we all go through. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad it only lasted three or four years for you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but yeah. when you said comparison, that's so true yeah. that even, I mean, that's part of the journey is kind of shaking that off. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because until we can stop doing that, can we really land on and embrace yeah. we are uniquely? Yeah. What have you found to be some, some ways to do that? Mm, yeah. There's one really distinct way that I think I found to be true for my story and my journey. And I think I've seen with other people too. And that is desire. To follow my desire was to step into um, my unique identity. Um, Because as soon as I stopped trying to do what other people were doing, um, I realized like, I didn't really like doing what they were doing anyways. Like it wasn't even something that made me feel alive. So um, to be able to get in touch with my own desire, where do I want to work? Where do I come alive with photography? Um, What kind of clients make me feel excited? Where is my desire kind of leading me? Um, That was where um, I think I really began to have develop a strong intuition around um, becoming my own unique self as a photographer. And I even feel that is true um, in the world that I'm in right now, like with um, with therapy and with spiritual direction, it's so easy to think, well, this person does things this way, or this person does things this way, but where do I feel excited? Like what kind of, um, things make me feel like really engaged in this work? Mm. Um, so that I, it helps me get outside of the box of feeling like this this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me realize like, no, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get to be my most authentic self. Mm-hmm. That desire piece just feels really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talk a lot about um, awakening our girls and our, our own glory that we mm-hmm. image God in unique ways. And oftentimes yeah. as parents, we get a little confused as thinking that that means interests um, mm. rather than the, no, this is, it's the why beneath the interest mm-hmm. because those mm-hmm. interests will probably take different shapes, right? You're no longer yeah. running a photography business, but yeah. what about all of that really was the core glory you bring mm-hmm. to the world. And now you're bringing it in a, in a mm-hmm. counseling office, but it's the same mm-hmm. glory that you're bringing to the world. And so I think the desire piece is, yeah. is that it fits in very well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think that combined with desire, there is also for me anyways, a sense of exploration, um, as I follow some of my desire, I get to discern what fits. Does this feels like it's interesting to me? Does that feel like it is also part of the core of who I am? Maybe not. Okay. This interests me. I'm going to explore that. Does that feel like it is in line with the glory that I can bring the world? Like, yeah, maybe it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually like an important piece, um, for girls who are emerging in the world as well. Um, in the ways that their parents speak into their lives um, and 
for us to be aware of our own story and where um, we might have pockets in our story that feel maybe like we as maybe a mom haven't stepped into our own space, but we want that for our daughter. And so we try to, you know, encourage that for them um, to be able to pay attention to our, our own desire, uh, the things that resonate truly with us and, um, and to be able to call out that authenticity in the girls too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've struggled with in this area is, um, like it, it feels like it's two layers that it's one thing to get to that desire and to mm -hmm. recognize, okay, I can tell when this is an obligation, yeah. like an energy drain yeah. versus I'm like, ah, cause I I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've learned, I can completely tell the difference. Um, and so then I step forward into perhaps one of those, I take a risk, I take a step of faith. I start moving in that the excited direction, um, the desire direction, and then I start measuring. So mm -hmm. if it's really what I'm supposed to do, or if it's, if this is who I am, my identity and purpose, then I mm -hmm. ought to see numbers, fruit, <laughs> followers, book sales, speaking <laughs> gigs, audience size, right? Like I, it, it becomes this another, another level mm -hmm. of measurement that mm -hmm. then I end up just getting confused again about identity and purpose. And I mm -hmm. think that's an important part of this cluttered world mm -hmm. uh, and a social media world, especially that the girls live in is yeah. that idea of measuring. And maybe it's yeah. the same as comparison. It's just a different word, but what do you, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah. As I hear you say that around measuring and, and the idea of numbers and growth and things like that, I, I feel like what you're really talking about is affirmation um, wow. from the outside sources, um, whether that is numbers or even people who are speaking into your life and affirming something that you're doing. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes like the best, um, the best thing that can happen is for us to have that desire and to let it grow quietly, almost secretly with God, um, and to allow him to be the one that is informing us versus the numbers and the comments and the book deals and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, cause that sense of, of affirmation and confirmation around our desires, like that's what we really want to help us feel like, okay, I'm heading in the right direction. Like mm -hmm. all these other things are resulting for me. Um, and so it can feel challenging to think, can, am I okay just sitting here with God and letting, um, letting this desire bake a little bit and letting this um, part of who I'm becoming um, emerge, even if it feels like it's underground a little bit, like a seed, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that's why I love talking to you because you bring in that spirit, the spiritual practices, mm -hmm. you know, way of thinking. Cause I do, I think like, okay, that that's unique. What I just listed off is kind of my world, but comparably for teens, I think about, you know, not making the team, not making the grade, not mm -hmm. getting the article published, not, you know, getting the photo in the newspaper, like all of the, the things for them that would be that outward proof that, that what they desired really was what they were meant to do. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so what are some, what are some of those ways that we can go internal and seek that affirmation, that confirmation Mm -hmm. of, of our desire of our core glory from God? Mm -hmm. Could you suggest some, some of those practices? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think um, one thing that comes to mind is literally, uh, it's almost like a sense of secrecy with God. Like, what if I hang on to this desire inside and I don't put it out for the world to see right now, but I keep it um, between just my small core of people um, and God and kind of allow it to be this hidden part of me. Does it stay with me if I do that? Does it tend, does it feel like it's growing and growing within me um, as I pray about it, as I think about it? Um, if it's something that is staying with you, I think that that is a pretty strong indicator that it's something that God has for you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be affirmed by the world because the world, like you said, is cluttered. It's full of noise and might not even have a chance to notice what you, um, what you're presenting in that moment. And that might be God's path. You know, um, I think another thing too, is in terms of a spiritual practice is, um, like there's, there's a practice of just community, like being able to share, uh, with a small group of people, um, allowing them to hear your words, give you some feedback, allow you to pray about some of the things that you're hearing from people, um, to see if, if it aligns with your desires and with the movement that you're sensing within your own spirit of, if this is something that God is really calling you to, to step more towards, um, and then obviously being able to search scripture and see if, um, if the thing that's growing in you is also something that aligns with the heart of God. And I find that oftentimes our good, holy desires always do. Um, yeah, just a couple of things that kind of come to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I picture, you know, right. Just the girls just writing that secret. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thing down in a journal, mm-hmm, absolutely. you know, being able to return to it. Um, yeah. my daughter, Ella refers to her past self as Pella and her future self as Fella. <laughs> and she'll write letters. She'll, she'll write letters to Fella and, and hold on. Like she'll, she just mm-hmm. got one in the mail that <laughs> she wrote six months ago and she had someone else mail it and <laughs> she'll write down kind of those, those intentions, um, her prayers, her hopes for, for where she'd be, you know, I love that. That is such a short life. You know, it's only thinking six months ahead, (laughs) but I I think about that, like that idea of Mm -hmm. what, what we hold in secret Mm -hmm. and then we, we put to paper in some way, or, you know, Mm -hmm. we make it concrete Yep. And we reevaluate and then we take it to a community. We take it to people who know us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, I, I picture small steps forward, kind of leaning yeah. into yeah. that. Yeah. I really love that. That is such a fun idea. Sending letters to your future self. That's so fun. <laughs> I'm going to have to steal that from her. <laughs> her names were, it works so well with her name. <laughs> have Pella and Ella. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Um, one thing that's coming to mind for me as, as we're kind of talking about this is, 
is as that time goes on to continue paying attention to, is my desire growing here um, to step into this place or is it not? Especially as I'm receiving maybe some affirmation or some feedback from my close people. Um, because sometimes that can be a really important indicator. If we begin to lose interest in something like that can be a strong indicator. And we certainly don't want to pursue um, part of our identity formation just based on affirmation. Um, that's a big way of how our false self develops uh, mm -hmm. later in life. And so that feels important to mention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, that feels important for you to kind of unpack yeah. just a little bit more. Yeah, totally. Well, I think, um, you know, as we're developing and growing as kids and adolescents, um, we pay a lot of attention to the feedback we get from people, um, the negative feedback and the positive feedback. It's kind of like the how a river kind of it cuts away at the dirt that's easy to fall away. And um, that begins to form the direction that the river moves. And so a lot of times we will make decisions based on the affirmation or the negative feedback that we get from people because we want to stay feeling good. Um, and that can have uh, outcomes later in life where we can look around and go, how did I wind up here? Like, I don't, I don't like any of this. I don't want to do this job anymore. I don't know how I found uh, this group of friends. And it can really almost cause a little bit of an identity crisis as we get later into life. Um, so paying attention to um, not making decisions solely based on affirmation or negative feedback of other people um, and staying true to our core self um, is really important. Mm -hmm. That's I think one of the biggest challenges of the teen years yeah. is kind of having those voices and learning to, to recognize what's not true and what, mm -hmm. you know, not to, to take on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that comes down to paying attention to your own self. What's true for me. Mm -hmm. What do I really like? Where is my desire? Uh, lying. Um, what feels like it's growing in me? Doesn't matter what all these voices say I should be doing or shouldn't be doing. Um, you know, what aligns in my life with God and with the people whose voices are really important to me that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm picturing it and you can help me with this because now there's a third piece of this metaphor that I don't have. When my girls were a little bit younger and there were voices like that um, and they were having a hard time shaking them off. I, this just came to me as I took a, you know, post-it note pad and we wrote down all the different kids' names, mm -hmm. comments, all of the things. And I just posted it all over them. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, shake <laughs> and just see how they just, they just come off yeah. if you just shake. Yeah. And so like, that's what I want you to be able to do with all of these mm -hmm. comments is mm -hmm. just treat them like a post-it note. Yeah. The problem is some of them become like, like bricks. Mm. And I remember with Ella, there was one girl where it was so much, it was like a brick in her. Mm. So I actually put a brick in her backpack Mm -hmm. And said, this is what this girl has become. 
this is what her comments to you have become. You've, you've taken it on way too much. It's far more than a post-it note at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was helpful, right? That was so helpful for them to actually feel what I was talking about with those statements from others. I think where I'm, what I'd like to add and the missing piece of this is what then, what's the, what's the great metaphor for what they ought to hold on to Mm. the truth about who they are, the, the one voice that we really want them to listen to God's voice um, and how they can like grab hold of that Mm -hmm. in the midst of discarding. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what actually comes to mind for me, Beth is like, um, their closeness of relationship with mom and dad. That's what helps them be able to hang on to the one true voice. Because as parents, sometimes you you act almost as like a functional image of God, like this real world image of God. Mm -hmm. So the closer they can draw to you, the more they can align with God and begin to shake off um, some of the heavier things that might be trying to stick with them. And there's actually research and studies that show that as a parent and child um, have closeness in their relationship in adolescence, it actually allows the child to be able to explore their identity more versus if there's distance, it's almost like the child feels less freedom to explore who they are. So being able to foster that closeness and connection feels like part of that link that you're talking about. Yeah. I, yeah, I got teary because that's such Mm. an affirmation of what Mm. women in this community are hoping for and trying to do Mm. and the movement they're making towards their girls that felt um, like I couldn't have asked for you to summarize that any (laughs) you know, and mine, Mm. like that is so good to hear. Um, Mm. And so that made me think of some symbol right? From mom and dad. Um, mm-hmm. I've talked about, I'm not very fond of uh, purity rings. Mm-hmm. I feel like it communicates mm-hmm. uh, a level of ownership, yeah. <laughs> but, but I love the idea of giving something um, mm-hmm. as a symbol of, of that. Yeah. Um, when you are feeling weighed down with bricks from the world, yeah hold on to this locket or this bracelet or this ring or whatever. And just Mm -hmm. remember, we love you. We're here for you. We see you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. That is so good. That is so good. Yeah. Becky, thank you so much for all of these thoughts and, and encouragement um, and sharing some of your experience as well. I appreciate you being with us today. Yeah. It's been fun talking with you. Thanks. Thanks for listening today. If you're curious about something you heard, check the show notes for links to learn more. And perhaps you'd like to check out one of the Fierce and Lovely mini courses for a deep dive into a particular parenting topic. That link is in the notes too. Fierce and Lovely is a proud partner of the Restore Universe, where like-minded practitioners and programs are all infused with the Restory approach. Curious? Check us out at RestoryUniverse.com.